Well, hey, everybody, we took last week's episode and split it into two parts. So we want to go ahead and just jump right into the second half of our conversation with Pastor Matt and getting into some real answers to your tough questions. Listen in. Alrighty, so jumping right into getting some real answers to some tough questions from you, Pastor Matt. Ricky wrote in and said, this is a tough one. I've been in a relationship for a year now and claim to be a Christian. I wasn't following any of my Christian practices, though, and was drifting away further and further. Soon after my relationship started to deteriorate, I realized that the reason for this was my lack of relationship with God. So I started to really trust in the Lord and was hoping to see a change in our relationship. But as soon as I did that, we finally called it quits. Why is this happening, Pastor Matt? And what can I do to stay on track without having the confusion from heartbreak? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know your situation, but it sounds like you got the wrong God. So mm. the God you want is the God who is, not the God who fixes your relationships and mm-hmm. stuff. And so um, you really got to get those things in order. So the first commandment is thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that includes mm. boyfriends, uh, specifically includes boyfriends, girlfriends. Um, and mm. so good things can become sinful things if they are misplaced. And so that's the first thing that I would do is I think for a lot of young people, uh, it's really, really hard to juggle multiple relationships, especially when you don't have a good relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You don't want to try to improve that relationship and work on this other relationship. You want to make a Mm -hmm. choice and the choice to make is always God. Mm -hmm. Hang on to God, not your dating relationships and Mm -hmm. trusting God. And as you grow, the person that you want will come around and be drawn and attracted to you because you've changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, so that's what I do. I was let go of that relationship. Hey, it it was what it was. We just had to have this conversation with one of our kids. Um, You know, we said, Hey, you dated. It was good. It's over. You know, let's move on. Mm -hmm. It's, it's okay. Um, you know, this is, this is part of the process. Uh, don't hate this person, you know, don't get negative, bitter, just, just move forward and, and continue to press forward with what, what God's calling you to do. And that's hard for all of us, mm-hmm. but ultimately, uh, the most important relationship in your life is the relationship with God. Now it's the most important, but it's the most difficult. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I think we lie about is that, that, that relating to an invisible unseen God is, is easy yeah. and, and it's not. And, um, you know, one of the series ideas I have that, you know, I want to do is uh, call it spiritual sense. And, you know, mm-hmm. we think about the five senses, you know, sight, touch, taste, smell, hearing, hearing, you know, and, and how do we, how do we engage in a God who exists outside of those five things mm-hmm. with the senses that he's given us? How do we develop yeah. a spiritual sense? And that's so, so challenging. And, and mm-hmm. so many people who want a relationship with God, we just take for granted, like, you know, just go outside and get in a yoga position. <laughs> and it's like, literally, how do you, how do I do this? How do yeah, I yeah. connect with God? when I seem so uh, inept at doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just so important uh, that, that we learn to do that. And so that's going to be one of the series that I'm working on mm-hmm. in order to help us build a relationship with God. And we're all mm-hmm. at different levels. We're all at different yeah. stages, but we can all work uh, for those things. But the first thing you have to do is just remember, God wants to be first. He put yes. you first. He gave his one and only son who died on the cross for you. And it's really hard to understand a God who puts you first when you put him second or third or fourth, or if many of us are honest, he's not even our top 10. And even when we're starting to put God first and realizing, okay, there needs to be this change, which it sounds like Ricky is saying that there needs to be this change, but it doesn't always go the way, what I mean, it doesn't always work out how you think God should, or Mm -hmm. you think would do the change in your life. Oh, for sure. I think there's like that temptation, like, oh, well, once I put God first, then everything's going to fall into place. Almost like a, like a karma thing or like, oh, well, I finally put God first. So therefore like now my relationship is going to fall in line. It was just this, I had to like tweak the, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, she doesn't say, but let's say you were having sex in this relationship and then you're like, oh, I need to get in a relationship with God and you, you end the sex. Well, Mm -hmm. 
that's probably going to end the relationship because yeah. it's really hard to stop doing something that you've started doing. It's not impossible. Mm. It's just more difficult and yeah. more challenging, especially right. if he was not in the same place you were. He mm. may have liked where the relationship was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I don't know. There's just not enough detail there. And I'm yeah. not saying, Ricky, that that's what you were doing. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, there. you know, if your life wasn't right with God, what that means is there were some things in the relationship that weren't right with yeah. God. It's mm-hmm. impossible for the relationship to be where it was supposed to be if you're mm-hmm. not where you're supposed to be. Okay. And so my relationship with Tammy is in direct correlation to my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We don't get to divide self, God, and others. They're all three mm-hmm. or none at all. Like you cannot be Mm -hmm. real with yourself and not be real with God. You cannot do it. You cannot Mm -hmm. be real with yourself and not be real with others. Why? Because we all have logs in our eyes that we cannot see, Yeah, that we cannot see. You know, last week, um, one of the questions in small group was, uh, if you could wave a magical wand and change something about your life, anything, what would it be? And a guy in our group who's an eight said, Mm -hmm. I wish I could see myself the way others see me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because, you know, yeah. eights, right? They, they struggle with not, with being clueless in terms right. of how I'm being perceived. So like right. an eight feels like they're being loving, but everybody else is like, you're being a jerk, you know, being patient or whatever. The way right. they come, their aggressiveness mm. makes people feel like they're, they're not loving, they don't care, they're not nice, they're unsafe. And, and a healthy eight is one of the safest people that you can ever be around. Mm. So, uh, you know, how can I see myself I can't alone. I need somebody else to show me, you know, the mm. way I see the speck in your eye, right. you can help me see the log that's in my own eye. And that's the beauty, right? Is, is we help each other. And, um, mm. you know, I'm in group all the time where somebody, you know, will say something I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about mm. themselves. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that is not your gift. That, mm-hmm. you know, and so the problem is we live in a culture where everybody lies. Oh yeah. Probably. You should, you should sing on the worship teams. Like, no, probably shouldn't. <laughs> probably shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> ma- matter of fact, maybe, you know, as we're worshiping in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the room, just maybe, maybe bring your you voice down, down, down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, and realize, I mean, I think about like the disciples, how often they had a certain expectation of, oh, okay. I think I know now what, what he's going to do. Like yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. is going to do. And then wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was far more concerned with other things than, yeah. Um, so that's a good question. Um, the next, the next question comes from Jane. Um, I, this is a great question. It says, here's a bit of backstory. Uh, my husband and I have been married for 43 years in a row to each other. That was good. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. In a row to each other. Um, we both retired this last summer and have now been together 24-7 over the last six months. Life is great, but being with my husband so much now, I see how he can rub people the wrong way, especially those closest to him. I know I definitely frustrate him too, but most people frustrate him. Mm. What would you say to that? There's a, diff- a whole shift, life yeah, change yeah. that's so, happened here. Right, so major life shifts, right? Uh, leaving home, going right. to college, mm-hmm. uh, getting married, Stephanie having a kid, oh, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, having multiple kids, the kids leaving home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, retiring, huge, yeah. huge, um, you know, thing. And especially for men, more so than women, because women tend to be more relationally connected mm-hmm. and they tend to have lives outside of work. Mm-hmm. Men tend to, to only have relationships yeah. because of work. Most right. <laughs> men do not make a single friend after mm. 21 years old. Huh. So most men's friends are from childhood. They don't make any more new mm. close, close relationships for the think. rest of their life, oh, which is why a lot of guys have a hard time growing up. <laughs> yeah. Because the intimacy and the connection is all back to when they were idiots. Mm. I said in the last episode, I was gonna stop saying that, but sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's the case. And so, um, you know, what I would encourage you to do is is 
you know, try to talk with each other about that. That's going to be difficult. And just know, mm. um, you know, actually my parents just retired, uh, moved down here. Mm. So they just, they changed everything, their house where they, they've they lived in uh, Sacramento for over 40 years and mm. they're here. And my dad was, you know, talking about some of their frustrations. It's interesting. My dad talked about, my mom talked about, it. I said, mm. dad, you guys are 24 seven together. Yeah. Like I, I, I love my wife. You know, I love yeah. me some Tammy. That's just the reality. But 24 <laughs> seven together, like we can do a couple days together, just us, but man, right. Yeah. We're all people. Right. And, and, and we're all difficult. And so trying to work those nuances out while we're grieving, mm. life's changing. And the older you are, the harder change is, mm. you know, who am I? What am I? The world is, is changing at such a fast pace. Mm. Am I relevant? Do I matter? Um, you know, you're grieving the loss of all of these things. Sure. Life is changing. You don't know what to do with your time. You yeah. don't know who you are. Your identity is wrapped up in your job. You know, what What do you do with that? And again, this is why younger people, it's so important that you find your meaning in God yeah. and in loving people. Yeah. I mean, if my meaning is in preaching, I'm at some point I'm gonna have a real hard time when yeah. there's a, somebody younger, better, that comes along mm. and that's what the church needs. But if my meaning is in God and in loving people, I'm going to be able to adjust to that because mm. nothing ever changes with that. Yeah. You don't have to go through a major change if your life vision is loving God and loving people. Mm. How you love God and love yeah. people might change or yeah. at least how you serve God and serve yeah. people might change. But that's where I would say, and um, you know, I think the older you are, the harder it is to admit some of the things that need to change. It's just a reality oh, yeah. because you've gotten into a rut. You know, you mm. just don't see things um, the way others see them and that you, you get accustomed to it. And uh, yeah, well, our culture talks, I mean, we're big on retirement, obviously, and not, I'm not saying that in a, in a negative way, I just, that is who we are as a culture. <laughs> what would you say are some of the maybe misconceptions or pre preconceived ideas about transitioning? This is a new transition for both of them into retirement. Have you thought about that? Maybe what would you say to people yeah, in that spot? There is no meaning in doing nothing. Mm. Mm. So, <clears throat> you know, so many people can't wait to not go to work. That's not a vision. Mm. That mm. is not a vision. So you need to have a vision for what you're going to do. And mm. you're going to be a very depressed, discouraged, bitter, grumpy person. If all you're doing is watching the news, mm -hmm. you know, watching TV, yeah. um, you know, Tammy and I, are, we're on Hulu. And, and when you watch Hulu, you got to watch advertisements for other shows. Right. And I just, I want to like ram my head through the wall. I'm like, <laughs> what is yeah. the world? Like, oh, I'm yeah. that old guy. Yeah. What is the world coming to? <laughs> it's just uh -huh. so, it's so, and it's no yeah. wonder everybody's depressed. No oh, wonder, yeah. wonder everybody's, you know, suicidal. I'm like, mm. this this commercial makes me suicidal. What is this? This is crazy. Mm. Um, it's just so depraved, so dark, so far from anything good, honorable, or true. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's even like mocked and put down, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that's our culture. So you got to find purpose. What am I going to do? And, mm -hmm. you know, one of my favorite memories uh, was, a, was a guy in our church when I was still in Huntington Beach and his name was Jack Cocking. Mm -hmm. uh, his real name was Rudolph because his sister was in love with the actor Rudolph Valentino when he was born. Huh. My grandpa's so, name is Rudolph. Yeah, no, it's, a great it's a good name, name yeah. until the reindeer. Um, <laughs> so isn't it funny how culture yeah. changes names? Oh, Nobody yeah. wants to be Rudolph. <laughs> right. But, uh, um, you know, he had retired um, he was a guy with a lot of energy. And I asked him, I said, what are you gonna do with the next 25 years of your life? And he just looked at me and I'm like, you're not just gonna like go to Disneyland. We live, we're in Orange County. You're not gonna go to Disneyland every day and eat Denny's cream pies. What are you gonna do with your mm. life? I said, why don't you give me the next 20 years of your life to serve mm. kids in youth ministry? The guy's 75 years old. Yeah. 
So I'm assuming he's going to live to 100, which he didn't make 100. He made it to almost 88. Mm. But I said, what are you going to do? And he's like, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to come in, join me in youth group. And I want you to be the loving, safe man that these yeah. young girls need. Because I was young and I didn't need to be loving on mm-hmm. and having these you young girls. Space. I was single, yeah. you know, at the time. I, and I said, well, I want you to be their grandpa. Yeah. Most of them have no men in their life. Yes. And and so he became Grandpa Jack. Mm. Man, that's awesome. Especially, man, if there's anyone listening to this and trying to figure out how you yeah. fit in on a team, oh, what better yeah. time in your yeah. life than yes. when you have Yeah, why time? not offer your golden years <laughs> yeah. to, to the king, right? That's I awesome. mean, your most rewards. And so when I left that church, it was really hard for him. And mm. he tried to stay. And eventually he joined me in Riverside. So he commuted mm. in his 80s <laughs> every week to Sandals Church, was here, was in a community group. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, from Orange County, he came to Sandals Church. And, you know, I know, just know he's in heaven today, just full of joy with what Sandals awesome. has become because he was instrumental in our early life. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lost his wife. He never mm-hmm. remarried. Um, she died. Um, I actually never met her. He was single at the time. Wow. And uh, she had died. She broke her hip and got pneumonia yeah. and died. It was really, yeah. really tragic for him. And they'd been married since like, you know, I mean, yeah. You know, it's like one of those great yeah. post-World War, you know, two, yeah. you know, hey, we met in the grocery store, got married at ice cream. Um, <laughs> those are the good old nice. days, man. There's no like, yeah. well, I need to graduate college, get an apartment, pay off my bills. It's just like, <laughs> hey, I like you, you like me. And they got married and they had, yeah. you know, 60 years of just mm. love together. And, and that's just really cool. Awesome. Um, but part of that, back to last week's episode, was mm-hmm. people had so much lesser expectations mm-hmm. yeah. back then. And they were happier. It, mm. In every survey, people with less are happier. And yeah. today people have more and are miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would say is try to figure out a way, because it's you said it sounds like he rubs everybody the wrong way. Yeah. And men typically are better than that yeah. than women. Uh, women are more uh, relationally <laughs> nuanced. That's fair. You know, that's fair. They, they just are. Yeah. Um, they tend to care more about relationships. And, um, and that's a good mm. thing. Uh, and that's one of the ways that women reflect God in a healthier way than men mm. do. Um, men tend to reflect, you know, Satan, we're, yeah. we're isolated and on our own. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would just say, you know, Hey, I really want these next couple of years mm-hmm. to be great. How can we serve God, yeah. serve the church, find meaning? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are just so many things. There are so many opportunities and things the church can do if we had people to do them. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, if you're a senior, be in two community groups. Sure. You know, serve on Saturdays and Sundays. Like one of the things my dad said is, you know, they come on Saturday nights and he's like, I don't know what to do with myself on Sundays. I'm like, you're retired. Go, go to both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, why wouldn't you, you know, I feel so bad for my grandmother. We found out, you know, literally she would spend weeks without, she, she, when the phone rang, my mom called once a week. That's who she talked to. Mm. And it's like, man, you know, that's not, that's not the way that I want, you know, to end my life. Yeah. I want to be seeing people, you know, move closer to the church. So, so it's mm. less of a drive. You know, I met this um, guy at church, I think two weeks ago, he'd been going to a church in San Bernardino for 35, 40 years. And he said, it's too far mm. for me. And I, you know, he makes himself, so he's like, Sandals is my church. And I'm like, mm. welcome. We love you. <laughs> you know, how can we minister to you? Yeah. Um, man, there's all kinds of things we can do with people who are willing to serve yeah. And love on people. And, and there's, there, there's, there's no end to that, right? Loving oh, yeah. on people doesn't cost any money. It just takes people who say, instead of sitting in my house, you know, mm-hmm. watching the TV, there's only so many books you can read. There's so many, so many cruises you can take. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like if you put me on a cruise, like my mom and dad want to take a cruise to Hawaii, I think day eight, I'm jumping. 
Mm. I am jumping. Yeah. Like I can't <laughs> sit at the trough one more time. Uh-huh. I just I I can't watch another show. Ha ha ha! I can't do it. You know. Now some people yeah. like that. I'm not knocking cruises. I'm just saying, it's not for you them. can't yeah. do that every week of your yeah. life. Um, well, some of that is the vision, right? Having that. Where's maybe time to rethink some of that? What's yeah. the vision of our marriage and yeah. to each other and what we're going to contribute and mm-hmm. be a part of the kingdom in these second season of oh, our life. Sure. Well, and I know there's yeah. like, especially, you know, we're a younger church still and like the whole millennial generation, I feel like is crying out for like, we need people, we want people oh, to mentor man. us. Like, yeah. Yeah. And people I think are craving, like they want to know what someone older and wiser can tell them and show them and teach them. Mm. Like I know there are people just crying out for that, especially in the church. I feel like yeah. I always hear people like, how do I find a mentor? I need a mentor. Yeah. Like, and I know there's a lot of you who, we get a lot of people actually who write in whenever you talk about old people, not knowing how to listen to this show they write and say i i listen oh, stop thank you old, old people we love you um <laughs> yeah. i just call them old yeah so i know there's a lot of people who are you know, retired you and to our mature audience senior yeah people and you have wisdom that i know yeah. our younger listeners and younger people in church that's are good. dying for like I, that's good i did young adult ministry for a long time and that's the number one thing people are wanting like i yeah. want someone older than me to help me and to mentor me and to show me what i'm doing mm. um and so i know like there's people just dying for that and so mm. for you to get engaged in these later years is huge and would make such yeah, a big yeah let me difference. give an example and this is a rough example, but it was real and it was recent. Uh, I did a funeral a couple weeks ago and one of the young gals, uh, her marriage went through a time where Mm -hmm. her husband cheated and there was adultery. And Mm -hmm. the comment she made uh, of the elderly woman that we were burying was she came alongside me and she said, sweetheart, in 50 years, this won't even matter. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. She said, you got to get through it. And so, you know, who, who has that, who has the perspective to say in 50 years, yeah. This won't even matter. Well, someone who's someone in their 80s, who's in, yeah, exactly. 70s, 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have that perspective. Mm. You've raised kids. You've gone through the hell. You know what it's like. You've survived teenagers. <laughs> you've survived young adults. Mm. Like you've survived your kids. Like you have so much wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, you can speak truth into that. And just, and again, as long as you're pointing people toward the word of God and not your political opinion or, you know, your preference, right. mm-hmm. but you're pointing people to the word of God, man, I think that that's so important. And all of the people in our, you know, our church who are over 70 are such a blessing, such an incredible blessing. And and I love, mm-hmm. you know, meeting you, hearing you, getting to know you. And there's just, there's such beauty in that. And our yeah. culture does not revere age the way the Bible does. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible calls gray hair, wisdom and a crown, you mm-hmm. know? And, and man, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and my crown is growing. So <laughs> it's coming I, in. I just yeah. keep coloring my crown. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're young yeah. enough to do that. I just oh, got to surrender. <laughs> no, I got to surrender good. to the other side. <laughs> Seniors, I'm coming. <laughs> All right. So now Paige wrote in and said, I've been going to Sandals for three years and I love the messages, community, and everything about this church. Recently, I've been craving to go deeper into the word and to study scripture. Mm. I love the topical messages that Sandals provides, but I feel like the scripture within each, each message is not dissected during the sermon. How can I learn to study the scripture from each sermon mm. on my own without misinterpreting it? I read with community or I read with commentary, but still feel feel myself getting it wrong. Mm. Yeah. Well, one thing I would encourage you to do, Paige, is maybe consider going to Gateway. I mean, that's a great place to go yeah. and learn to go deeper. And so here's here's the here's the the thing that nobody's talking about. Paige, there comes a point in time in your walk where you can't lean you can't lean on others to go deeper. You have to choose the deep end yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what people do is they choose to go to another church. But so when the church makes the decision to do what you feel like you need, what we do is we stop reaching people who are lost. Mm-hmm. That's the trade-off. So we go deeper and we turn our church into a university 
and lost people just feel lost and they never come back. Yeah. And that's what happens. All these church and they can say they baptize people, but oftentimes there are people from sandals that go to their church now that are rebaptized, <laughs> which breaks my heart, but is true. Yeah. Or it's their kids mm. or it's somebody, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we have right now in the path group, we have atheists, we have uh, Jehovah witnesses. We have, you know, we have people from every spectrum, literally on the globe in our path groups, because yeah. that's what sandals is. And to go deeper with God is to go deeper in your commitment to the great commission. And mm-hmm. so that's just really what I would encourage you. Sandals is trying to send a hundred missionaries to India. Mm-hmm. Part of getting deeper is figuring out how you can support those missionaries on a yeah. deeper level, mm-hmm. how you can give more, how you can serve more, how you can, you know, get in a small group. And I just got to be honest with you, Paige, last night, I was blown away, not by the message, but by the discussion that came from our group who actually walked through the discussion questions and said, okay, mm. hey, we're going to get real with this. Mm. Paul says, I give you, the, I, with this privilege, I give you this warning mm. and the authority that's given me, don't think you're better than you are. Mm. Where are the areas where you need to grow? Yeah. And so Paul also says later on that the goal of his instruction is love mm. from a pure heart and a sincere faith. Yeah. It's not information. It's not like, you know, trying to become this, you know, Jeopardy Bible, you know, whiz or whatever. And you need to know your Bible, Mm -hmm. but, and who's to say the commentary is not wrong. I mean, I don't know what commentary you're reading, but I read commentaries and I'm like, okay, you know, because everybody's writing from a perspective or an opinion. And, um, what would be some tools that you would say for Paige? Because it sounds like she's coming from a, a place of, she truly wants to go deeper and wants to, diving, but is a little nervous. Yeah. Maybe. Here, here's what well, I would say yeah. is the first assumption I think you're making is that the English translations aren't that good. They are excellent and mm-hmm. amazing. They're incredible. I've been studying Greek and Hebrew for 20 years and I know nothing compared to those people that are translating that. And mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of geniuses sitting in a room, translating words, debating, arguing, yeah. you know, having to take coffee breaks because they can't stand to look at the other person's face. And <laughs> they come out with these translations that are fabulous, mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous. And so here's the thing. When the apostle Paul quotes the Bible, mm-hmm. he almost always quotes the Greek translation mm-hmm. and almost never quotes the Hebrew translation. So the guy who wrote... Half of our New New Testament Testament, understood the Bible particularly well in its common language of the time, Mm. Greek. Mm. And so you need to know that. Nobody, I've never heard anybody say that. I'm the first person I've heard say that. But that's that's typically (laughs) what he does is he's quoting from the Septuagint translation, which was the most popular widely read Mm. translation of the time because many Jews did not speak Hebrew anymore. And so that happened periodically Mm. throughout their history. So, So just understand, if it was good enough for Paul, if a translation mm. was good enough for Paul, it's going to be good enough for you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so, but if you have the spiritual gift of language, which many churches talk about the gift mm. of tongues, but the, but the gift of tongues in Acts chapter two is the gift of language. Mm. And so whenever I pray over a missionary, I pray that they receive the gift of tongues, the gift of language that they can yeah. understand, dissect and preach the gospel in the language of yeah. their people. Mm-hmm. And so um, some people are really, really good at that, man. They're just some people for languages like Legos. They just Mm. literally can take a language apart and put it back together. I am not that person. I struggle through English, which is my (laughs) first language. Man, I've had like five years of Spanish. Man, I'd be in trouble in Mexico. Um, (laughs) That's just a reality. I've had three years of Greek, two years of Hebrew, uh, and I've studied that my whole life. It's just not my gift. Mm -hmm. 
But but here's the thing is, so I use Accordance software. I know a lot of guys use Logos. I use Accordance. As I'm reading through um, your sermons, I'm always checking the Hebrew and the Greek word. So I've done all that. So if I mm. feel that the translation's off or wrong, what I do is I just use another translation. Mm. So um, so you, I'm just not telling you about all this study that I've done. I'm trying to tell you what the point is. And right. the point is what matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter you know, what the root word is, because oftentimes that leads you on a rabbit trail that's really dangerous. And so I hear guys mm. talk about the Greek word and they just, they just get wonky. So like, if I told yeah. you the English word together, if we break it down as three English words to get her. So what really together means is the pursuit of women. <laughs> that's yeah, what a lot of these yeah. guys do when they break apart Greek words, mm. they run away from the meaning mm. um, and, and they, and they, and they say whatever they want to say. And so mm. like Paige, if God's leading you to another church, man, God bless you. Uh, you know, I hope that that doesn't happen, but if that's what God doing, you need to answer that. But I can tell you as mm. somebody who's studied God's word um, literally for 25 years of my life, there was a statement that I made this week that just the Holy Spirit haunted me with. And I actually was mm. saying it to women. And I said, if you don't look at a beautiful redwood tree with envy, why do you look at a beautiful woman with envy? Mm. And the reality is I don't look at a beautiful woman with envy, but I look at people with more talent, more education, mm. more success. Why is it that I look at what God is building and God is glorified? Why do I look at that with envy? Mm. Why can't I look at that the, the same way? as I look at a redwood tree or sure. as I look at a waterfall or as I look at a beautiful sunset and appreciate yeah, it. I don't look at a beautiful to, sunset yeah. and say, why am I not that beautiful? Hmm. Why am, why can't I paint like God? Like yeah. I don't, I don't do that. And so, you know, I hmm. think that there is depth there mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're high five on the Enneagram that you're missing out, um, that you're blocking from yourself and you're not letting in. Paul says knowledge puffs up. Mm. So the more we learn, oftentimes the further we get from God. So we have to be very, very careful mm-hmm. and very, very cautious mm. as we enter into uh, maybe an area that's our sin life. And so what I would say is, okay, God, are you calling me to leave another church? And there are other churches that go mm. verse by verse, word by word. Uh, I mean, I, I got a friend in town, you know, they spend a whole sermon on two <laughs> words. I can't go to that church. I, I can't, <laughs> I just can't do yeah. it now. Mm-hmm. Some people love it. Mm. Well, that church is going to baptize one or two people this year. Yeah. I, I want to be in a church that's going to reach the lost. And so for mm-hmm. that, I mean, Jesus, here's the thing, Paige, Jesus doesn't go verse by verse through Leviticus. Jesus doesn't go verse by huh. verse through Genesis. Jesus goes out into the field and he says things like this, consider the lilies of the field. Mm-hmm. And you know what the Pharisees are saying? That's not deep, but mm-hmm. it is. And he says things like, if God cares for them, why does why don't you think he cares for you? Right. So he doesn't, he doesn't say, well, you know the law and like run through it. He, he literally talks about, you know, everything mm. that people are experiencing and sensing and seeing. Mm-hmm. And so what I think God, what depth with God is, is saying, how do I get this word to the people where they are? Right. Yeah. How do I make it relevant and real so that they can understand that? And having said that, taking personal responsibility to grow deeper, uh, because yeah. I, I'm the first to say that, look, my sermon, the debrief, Man, you might be at a level, and I don't know you, where mm. the, you need to go personally deeper in your own study. And, right. um, you know, we had a question last night. One of the guys in my group asked, and I'm like, I don't know. I told him, I said, I'll be in the book of Colossians in like two weeks, you know, because I'm right now, I, I, I'm in Ephesians. Mm. And um, and I'm going verse by verse through the Bible as I do every year. That's right. what I do. But I, I just told him, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. That's something that he's struggling with, and I didn't have an answer for that. Mm. I will when I get there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's my personal time. 
Yeah. Well, and I feel like I think a lot of her fear, too, is in like studying on her own that she's going to misinterpret it. And I think there's great opportunity to invite God into what you're studying and what yeah. you're reading. You know, God wants you to understand what he's saying. He wants to be clear. He's not a God of confusion. He's yeah. not trying to outsmart you. And so I think even as you sit down to read and you sit down to study, maybe even take just the verses from Pastor Matt's outline and ask God, like, can you help me understand this? Help mm-hmm. me understand what you're trying to say to me in this and mm-hmm. open yourself up in that process, I think can even help sort of relieve some of that burden and God wants to help you understand what mm-hmm. he's saying. Like God wants to come alongside you in that. Like he's your number one cheerleader in understanding his word. And so I think take an opportunity mm-hmm. as you sit down and ask God to help you understand what he's saying to you yeah. and see what that does for your study. Yeah. Even something I like doing with the, with the messages, um, it's either while I'm listening and kind of processing part of my way of processing is I'll, I'll read some of the context of, of the verses that you'll choose. And it, I love it because it gives like the verse on its own is already like, oh, right. I get it. It's mm-hmm. helping me understand. I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then I'll read like, oh, I wonder what like that chapter was about. Or yeah, what yeah. Was that? Mm-hmm. And that's such a cool way to bring even oh, yeah. more of that where you're, you're already pointed in, you've already pointed us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You've already given us some of that. Hey, here's the, the core meaning of this. Um, and then reading that context could be a really easy way for Paige to, to be able to start going a little bit deeper. Um, some of the inductive Bible study tools that I know Sandals had, that we had for a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. those little real bookmarks, yeah. those are great. This yeah. is an easy tool, ask good questions. Mm-hmm. Man, one of the best ways I found in studying the Bible is just ask tons of, there's so much I don't know. And I just mm-hmm. ask, write yeah. it down, ask a question. Well, what is that? Who is that? Mm-hmm. What is it? And then seek out the people that write it in, mm-hmm. write into the debrief. We yeah. love yeah. to yeah. cover that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. The other thing is give yourself time. I oh, mean, that's good. you know, um, this current Bible that I have, it's my third time through it. Um, and um, I don't know that I love the translation. I actually, uh, Alf, mm. Pastor Alfredo and I were talking about it cause he's mm. been using it and I showed him a couple words. I didn't like the way they translated it and they sure. updated it and they changed the words. Oh really? Yeah. All the <laughs> things that I thought I was like, oh, I don't know. They had changed it. Oh, interesting. Uh, specifically, uh, one of my big problems was second Corinthians five uh, ten. Mm. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ uh, and be judged, be held accountable for both the good and bad we've done in our lives. They translated good and worthless. Interesting. And so, yeah. Mm. And so, uh, and they, the tribunal, they called it the tribunal of God. Mm. So, um, and they changed it back. And I was mm. like, okay. So they probably got, there's some other people that read there like, oh, wait a minute. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and mm. so, you know, theology can get in the way of interpretation, mm. what we want it to mean or what mm. we believe it means. And, yeah. and what you got to do is get out of the way and let the words be, mm what they are. And, um, so mm. anyways, you got to learn to go deeper yourself. And it's just interesting as I read my notes, how, uh, things that struck me last year when I was reading through it, I didn't get that at all because huh. I'm in a different place. Sure. It's the same, it's the same word of same God, thing, but yeah. God is speaking something different to differently to me. Mm. And, um, so, yeah. Well, that ties in with this, uh, last question here from Denise. She says, I'm reading the Bible for the first time. I was raised Catholic and this very and it is very new for me. So please forgive me if this is something that is well known. Um, no bad questions here. Yeah, this yeah. is great. This is. Um, she says, um, "I'm reading about Jacob. He deceives his father. He takes on both wives. Uh, the second wife gives him the servant to sleep with with him because she can't have children, and then makes a goat spotted to uh, source. Uh, sorry, to secure him and his wages." He keeps saying God is blessing him. He deceives his father, has multiple wives and sleeping with the servants. Why is God blessing him? Yeah, it has nothing to do with him. 
Mm. It has everything to do with God's promise to Abraham. Mm. So you got to go back to Genesis 12 and God promises Abraham that he's going to bless him. Mm. And so when, when you go through Genesis 12, uh, there's a covenantal agreement yeah. where God cuts an animal in half, but God walks through it and Abraham's unconscious. Yeah. And so what God is saying is, so typically when you think of covenant, the closest thing we have to a covenant in our modern culture is marriage. Mm. I do, I do, I do, you do, you do, you do, right. do you before God swear to do the, yes, right. So that's the closest thing that we have in our, in our uh, culture to a mm. covenant. You know, even legal documents now, you know, don't, um, it ex- a covenant simply expresses what two parties are going to do. In Genesis 12, God demonstrates that he's going to do both. Mm. He is, he, he is going to be both God and uh, the person who solidifies the covenant, which ultimately we know mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so God passes through the dead animal that's cut in half. Right. And God is faithful to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because of the promise, mm. the promise. And so if we go all the way into Romans, whenever you get there, Paul has to remind the Jewish audience that it's not the works that saved Abraham, mm. but it's the promise. Yeah. You know, Abraham has two sons. One is the son that's the work of the flesh, i.e. he had sex with uh, Hagar, right. trying to make it work. Right. Hagar is not blessed that way. Ishmael is not blessed that way. It's the, it's the child of the promise. You know, this mm-hmm. supernatural gifting of a child to a woman who is well past her ability. And many people miss that, right? We talk about the miraculous birth of Jesus, but nobody ever talks about the miraculous birth of Abraham. Mm -hmm. How does a 90-year-old woman have a baby? It's miraculous. Mm -hmm. God did something. He is the promised child of Abraham. And ultimately, right, Jewish lineage does not run through the dad. So if your dad is Jewish, and your mom is not, that does not make you Jewish. Mm-hmm. It is if your mother is Jewish. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, like, for example, if you go to the tomb of Abraham, there's a religious building built on top of his tomb. Do you know mm-hmm. what it is? It's a mosque. Uh, yeah. And then his tomb is facing a window that is facing the tomb of Sarah. And there's mm-hmm. a religious fil- facility built over her tomb. Do you know what it is? Synagogue. It's a synagogue. Mm. And there are bullet holes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. I've never been so scared visiting a religious... Huh. You literally had to walk through like a maze of barbed wire and fencing with security guards above your head pointing M16s down at you. And they were in bomb gear and dogs and everything because so many people tried to get in there and blow it up. Wow. So it's it's contentious. Mm-hmm. Read Genesis. They're all screw-ups. Yeah. And so are we. Yeah. So are we. We are not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith. And this is the argument that Paul has to make over and over and over again. We can't save ourselves. We're never going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. Even when we're trying to follow God, we're going to screw it up. That's why Jesus ultimately has to die on the cross because he's the only one that can live a perfect life. And so just like with Abraham in Genesis 12, God says, I'm going to make a covenant. And a covenant is I do, you do. And in Genesis 12, when you read it, it's I do, I do. Hmm. I'm going to do this. Yeah. God walks through the dead animal. Yeah. And what's so crazy about that is Abraham should have walked through it. And what it means is if I violate this covenant, I will. what has happened to this animal, I will do to myself. And right. God walks through it. And in order to keep the covenant, guess what he actually does? Mm. He cuts his one and only son in half. Mm. He's pierced for our transgressions. Yeah. And so, so that's the thing is, uh, I did a series a couple years ago called Relational Workshop. 
mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you didn't even you didn't even start with Cain and Abel, the first two siblings, man. Right. They killed each other. They're a disaster. Adam and Eve, you got one commandment, they break it. Uh, you know, uh, the people of Babylon, hey, right, we're always talking about unity. Let's yeah. all get together and agree. I think that the first time <laughs> that happens, it's because the Antichrist. Like, we're mm. all going to agree on the wrong things. That's just human nature. Mm. Noah and the flood, and then... You know what he does with his daughters, Lot, right? I mean, it's the yeah. whole the whole thing is. Or excuse me, no, no, no. Excuse me, Noah gets drunk. Lot sleeps with his daughters. Right. The whole thing is a disaster. That's human nature. That's the best we got. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we have to go back and say, okay, w- when you read, and you haven't even gotten to King David yet. Hmm. So, you know, when you read, man, what they do, hmm. Moses goes to the mountain in your next book to get the law. Yeah. which we're talking about for the next 10 weeks. And everybody's like, man, God, he's been gone a little while. I know, let's make a calf and all have sex. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa. And Aaron's like, yeah, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Not? Yeah. You know, Moses is probably dead. We got to figure this thing out. Yeah. Uh, and they go right back to their impulses, um, which again, well, the first commandment is, I'm the God who delivered you out of Egypt. It's yeah. to remind them. So yeah. because of what I've done. So so that's what I would say is, is, it's about the promise to Abraham. And and when you get into Exodus, uh, Moses actually reminds God of the promise because mm. God gets so fed up and so frustrated. He's like, I'm going to kill all these people. We're going to start over with you, Moses. <laughs> and Moses <laughs> yeah. reminds God and says, God, remember your word. Remember mm. your word. And, you know, I don't think that's in there for God at all. I think mm. that's in there for us. Thank yeah. God that God doesn't strike us dead, that God doesn't wipe us out. You know, it's a miracle that all of our names aren't Ananias and Sapphira because every day we lie to the spirit. Every day we do these things. And, right. you know, um, our God is a consuming fire and Jesus shields us from that wrath. Mm. And and we should be grateful every day. So I, I think for a lot of people, it's very disturbing to read the Bible for the first time. And that's one of the ways that I think it can help you trust it is they don't sweep it under the rug. You know, it's not like reading this story about superheroes. You know, these are broken people right. who do terrible things mm-hmm. and yet there are leaders. Right. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, but in spite of all that, you know, Abraham has qualities. Isaac has qualities. You know, mm-hmm. Jacob has qualities. And, uh, and, and, and in spite of their sin, continue to trust God. And, and what's interesting in that is Abraham has his moment with God. But Isaac has to have his moment with yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Jacob, after lying, right. has his moment with God. Yeah. So it's called Jacob's Ladder. Right. And it's where God comes down to him. And if you look at that, that's the moment I believe Jacob is converted. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're my God. Because mm-hmm. he kind of throws out one of those, well, if you bless me, God. And what yeah. he really means is, if you keep Jacob from killing me yeah. and my family, then I'll know you're God and I'm going right. to follow you and trust you. And so we're watching them discover God. Yeah, and, and, and learn God. And if you're a parent, that's a scary thing. Your kids are going to have to go through that. Like mm-hmm. they've been raised in the church. They know the church, but they're going to have to come to that moment where they personally themselves go, okay, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so much of the word reading the Bible is discovering, like you said, who is God? Yeah. Answering that big question yeah. and and seeing that character play out. I think of, you know, really seeing that, that Romans 5, you know, yeah. foreshadow of this, of while we were still sinners, yeah, Christ that died. Christ died for us and really getting to see like, oh, okay, maybe there's some preconceived ideas about who God is and how he relates to me that is not actually playing out here. And that might be some of the tension yeah. that's mm-hmm. being experienced. Yeah. And let me say this, your question is not a simple question. Questions are what make the show. And, yeah. and I mean, look at how deep we just got to go yeah. mm-hmm. based upon that's somebody awesome. who is willing to say, I read this, 
I don't understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you it's know, good. again, what did Jesus say last week or two weeks ago? God exalts the humble mm. and humbles the exalted. So yeah. when we're willing to say, I don't understand this, mm-hmm. um, you know, Paige, back to you, a great question would be, I read this in the commentary. I still don't get I it. still don't mm-hmm. get it. And yeah. then we could talk about it. Yeah. You know, and you could tell us what commentary you read. So I could read it in the day before prep. Yeah. And we could try to understand that and, and go deeper. You know, if any of you have a question about any Greek word, anything, I mean, yeah. th- this is what this show is for. Right. Let's talk about that. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that most of you are listening to the sermon and really, really wrestling with what's been said mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what that means for your life. And if there's something I was, excuse me, unclear on or yeah. sometimes wrong on, that happens. Sure. You yeah. know, um, you know I, I, I say wrong things. But the reality is, you know, so much of life is not, you know, understanding the depth of scripture, but how do I take the depth mm. of scripture that I understand into my marriage that's been for, what did she say, 43 years? Right. Yeah. To the same person. Yeah, to the same person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's that's where the battlefield is. The battlefield mm. is not in understanding, it's in applying. How mm. do I live this out in community? Mm. How do I go to a small group where I don't like any of these people? I don't want to <laughs> hang out with them. They don't answer the questions, right? I would much rather be with my friends. Yep. <laughs> and yet mm-hmm. Jesus has called you to this group of people. Mm. Uh, he's called you to Abraham who she didn't even get it into him. I mean, that's not my wife. Tell me we're, tell me you're my sister. <laughs> right. Like that's Abraham. That's the yeah. founder of our faith, right? He's yeah. telling his wife, go have sex with this dude so I don't get killed. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm telling you, my wife and I don't recover from, hey, babe, tell him you're my sister and go sleep with him because I don't want to get beat up. Like, I don't think marriage don't counseling is putting that yeah. back yeah. together. No. Yeah. So, and that's him. And, and, he, and there's repeatedly these things because, you know, it's one thing to have faith in God. It's another thing to apply that faith to your personal life, yeah. which Abraham struggles, Jacob struggles. Uh, Isaac struggles, right? They all struggle. And then there's this, just keep reading. There's this highlight called Joseph, you know, where he actually (laughs) applies, you know, and one of the, you know, the most powerful statement is, you know, who am I to sit in the seat of God? Mm. What he's saying is, you know, man, God's got a plan and I'm going to trust him in this. And so, you know, how do I say, God, take hold of my marriage, man. I've been married for a long time, 43 years, and it's still hard, Mm. still difficult because I am married to a sinful person. Yeah. And, and we all are, and we're all sinful people. Yeah. And how do we figure this out in groups? And guys just know not everybody's going with us. Not everybody gets it. Most of us want to talk about what's on the outside, yeah. not about what's happening on the inside. And so, um, you know, poke at page, you know, like, what, you know, are, what are you afraid? Are, are you missing out? What are people saying? And so oftentimes what happens to Christians is we feel insecure. Mm-hmm. When someone says, well, I go to a church that's deep. Oh. Yeah, like, oh, why doesn't Sandals do this? Why doesn't Sandals, yeah. you know, well, okay. Sandals, Sandals mm-hmm. is doing what no one else is doing so we can reach people that no one else is reaching. And, and that is important to us because, man, you know, that's great people that want to, you know, do those studies. But I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's a lot of people going to hell. Mm-hmm. And I want to save as many of them as we possibly yeah. can and disciple them. But we can't disciple and stop reaching disciples. Like mm-hmm. there's this tension. Right. And I think Sandals, you know, we, we try to be deep. And as Andy, Andy Stanley says, and wide, we want to be both. Mm-hmm. And most churches say we're going to be deep, but they're not wide. They have no impact and influence. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, want, we want to be both. And, and I think that that's so, so important. And the scriptures aren't always easy to understand, but if we if we keep studying, if we keep trying, and we keep growing, yeah. mm-hmm. God is going to bless us. God is going to do that, 
And, um, you know, the same Holy Spirit that empowered the life of Jesus empowers our lives, Mm. has fallen upon us at the moment of salvation. And we have that spirit who brings things back to memory, who empowers us, who enlightens us, who teaches us, who guides us from the inside out. And, uh, and we need to do that. And let me just say one more thing, Mm. um, to Paige, I think the key to understanding the depths of God is learning to understand the depths of yourself Mm. because we are the lid God is not the lid in terms of understanding him. So what are the things in my life that are in the way of me knowing him? And it's a classic mistake that married couples think. They always think it's what does my spouse need to change for my relationship to go deeper mm-hmm. rather than what am I doing that's keeping my relationship? Or even a young person yeah. saying, what, what is my friend? It's all, it's always my friend. It's yeah. not, it's never me. It's the teacher I have or the yeah. person I've been mm-hmm. placed with. Yeah. Same thing. Um, yeah, that's good. I think there's a lot of good advice in that, obviously in, in wanting to, on one hand, challenge to go deeper and go deeper, whether it's through a relationship change, uh, a change in, um, yeah going from having a clear goal to I'm retired now. Mm. Now what do I, how do I have to have to change that? A lot of these are connected in that right. being willing to ask some of those tough questions. What's great is where Sandals talking about the weekend experience, there are also a lot of other great yeah. resources there too. With Rogo School, you mm-hmm. have the path groups, yeah. small groups serving on a team in each of those areas are areas of, of great growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rogo School does go through a theological curriculum, right. yeah. but yeah. it's not seminary. Right. I mean, she, she can ultimately right. do seminary if that's where you're called. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, you know, um, people are looking for any and every excuse as to why it's not their fault. So mm-hmm. Sandals is too big. I'm not connected. Well, mm-hmm. how big is your small group? Oh, you're not in one. Mm-hmm. How big is the team that you serve in? Oh, you don't serve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how is that going to help you attend any other church That's if good. you're not yeah. in community group and you're yeah. not on a team? Mm-hmm. Like you're not, and simply people recognizing you, that's not what Sandals is after. We're right. not after people going, oh yeah, I know your face and right. I might know your name. That's what you get at a small church. We're actually interested in, in a small group of people really knowing your junk, mm-hmm. really right. knowing your stuff and really dealing with that. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. especially in a small church, there's real social pressure not to get real. And you, yeah. and you don't talk about anything because you'll be excluded from the community. Exactly, if you're like, yeah. okay, hey, here's what's going on. Um, you know, just today, oh man, I, I saw somebody who goes to a smaller church and they said, Hey, I just want to make you aware. So-and-so is going to your church. I said, I know. And they said, mm-hmm. well, do you know what they did? I said, yeah. Mm. And I'm not willing to throw them away yet. Mm. I'm hopeful and I'm praying that they will get real mm. and I'm willing to give them a second shot. Mm-hmm. Well, did they confess to you? I said, yeah. Mm. Do I know that that's everything? No. But I'm willing to give them a second shot because I know we all need a second chance. Yeah. You know, and if ultimately it, it blows up in our face, man, shoot, I've been there before. <laughs> it happens. But thank yeah. God Jesus gave me a second chance. And mm-hmm. and, and, and and we all need that. And we need people in our, in our lives who, who don't just see the brokenness, but see the beauty yeah. and can come along and say, okay, um, I'm going to give you a second chance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to care for you. I'm going to come alongside you. And I'm going to go deep with you in this pain, mm. deep with you in this hurt, so I can go deep with you in the celebration yeah. and, and really see what God has done. And, um, you know, yeah. I, again, I think, here's what I think happens is, is, is it, I think Sandals, unfortunately, in our success is making others insecure. Mm-hmm. And so rather than saying, wow, man, isn't that, isn't that great what God is doing? What they're saying is, well, we're doing it, you know, and so we, we're starting to get poked at and talked about, which, which, okay. I'd rather be poked <laughs> at and talked about and doing something than nobody cares what we're doing. Or you right. say sandals and they're like, 
Who? Right. So um, <laughs> just just know, and, and again, man, it's my prayer is that you would be you would come to Sandals for the positives, and, and and that you would whatever church you would go, you would go for the positives. Here's where the devil gets in. I don't go to Sandals because they don't do 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 do, or yeah. I don't go to that church because they don't, and that's just ugliness. Mm-hmm. That's just ugliness. Wherever you are. Um, you know, like I didn't marry Tammy because she wasn't like all these things of the girl before her. Mm-hmm. Right. I married Tammy because these are the things that I love about her and I care about and I'm committed to her. And mm-hmm. it's real important that that you pick a church with all their flaws and you stay committed yeah. for as long as you can and, and you keep growing. Mm-hmm. And 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 let me just say this, God is at work at Sandals, and my heart aches if 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 that work is not working its way in you. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to pray that that it does. Um and again. You know, some of us need to go to seminary, but not everybody does. Mm-hmm. Seminary just about killed me, but I went deep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. man, it was, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have an mm-hmm. MDiv degree, and that is 98 units, or at least it was. Mm-hmm. 98 mm-hmm. post-graduate. So, for those of you who don't know, my college degree was 127 units. Mm-hmm. I graduated from there, I went there, and then I went on to Talbot, and so my doctorate degree was 38 units. Mm. Um, and... You know, uh, then you got the sixth dissertation, which I didn't finish, which it, that's a whole nother story as to what happened there. <laughs> but we kind of got kicked out of Cal Babs and had to raise yeah. 5 million bucks. So that's kind of what happened to my dissertation. So <laughs> yeah. it disintegrated. It's so, a working dissertation. Yeah, oh, dude. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, um, mm. let me just say this page, everything I learned in seminary is nothing compared to what I've learned in group and learning to love my wife, mm. uh, mm. sitting in church. Um, you know, even when I sit and I listen to Pastor Claude preach or somebody else preach, man, the Holy Spirit's alive here mm. and he's speaking to anyone who wants to listen and grow. And, mm-hmm. and my prayer is that we would all say, I need to be that person. Yeah. Um, I believe in what our church is doing, even when I'm not here. Like when Claude preaches, I listen to his sermons or anybody else. Mm. I sit and I listen mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm there because mm. I believe God is moving and I believe God is speaking in our church. And I, I don't want to ignore what God is saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, back to the topical thing, uh, every book in the New Testament is topical. Mm. Every single book. We don't have a Christian uh, commentary, first century on Leviticus, on Genesis, none of that. It's here's mm. what's happening. Do this, do that, stop doing this, start doing this. And oh, by mm. the way, I'm coming to collect an offering. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, literally, their letters. That's mm-hmm. what their their epistles, their letters to a church, specific locations doing specific right. things. And so, what happened in Corinth is important. It's not as important as what God is trying to tell us that He told the Corinthians. Right. So, but we're not the Corinthians. So there might have been something in the letter to Corinth that was also in the letter to Galatians. That was also in the letter to. Uh, 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 Philippi that was also in the letter to Rome right. that needs to be said to our church who is struggling with a current issue. That's how I build topical messages. Right. Mm-hmm. What is God saying to Sandals? What does God want to say to Sandals that he already said throughout scripture, right? right? And we're going to pull from all of those resources mm. to say what he's trying to say. So what I do is, you know, you say, well, you didn't go deep in this word. Well, I'm trying to get deep at a point. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say and this last week was, look, the key to life is embracing who Jesus has called you to be, which is what Paul says in Romans 12. Mm-hmm. I give you this warning. Because of the privilege and authority given to me, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. God has given each of us certain things for doing well. Who, who has God called me to be? What has God called me to do? And, um, and be that person. Awesome. 
Cool. Right. Uh, that's good. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We All look right. forward to jumping into our new series yeah. when we get back next week. Yes. Yeah, Love you guys. Awesome. Great questions.